What is up, Stoop Studies? Happy Monday, everyone. October 3rd, 2022. And welcome to episode number 426 of the study session. It is a new era, ladies and gentlemen. And by that, I mean Kenny Pickett is now your starter, presumably, for the Steelers' next contest in Buffalo. Yes, the team is not playing well. Yes, there are reasons for doom and gloom and pessimism abound. But when you look at this thing long-term, that's where you've got to take the peace and solace. And that's what we're going to talk about in today's episode after the Steelers' 24-20 to loss to the New York Jets. As always, my gratitude to Yin's Yin's beautiful, beautiful studians for listening, reading, and sharing my work with your family and friends. It truly does mean the world to me, so thank you for that. I would love to connect with you. We can do that one of three ways. You can comment on the articles at the bottom of the page. You can hit me up via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com, and you can also give me a follow on Twitter at stillstudy. Would love to connect with you. Get your question, comment, feedback on the show. And let's make that happen. And also, don't forget about the podcast that I do with Jim Wexel over on his site, The Still City Insider. We just recorded early this AM. Check it out. It's linked in the show notes. Jim offers a unique take on the season, a unique take on Kenny Pickett's performance yesterday. So you don't want to miss it. Check that out. All right, so studying, let's get into it. I said last week, and I, I preached it in terms of this season, in terms of importance of making the postseason that this was a must-win game for the Steelers because their next four contests are against juggernauts. Well, maybe not juggernauts, but very, very good teams, starting with Buffalo in Buffalo this weekend, then Tampa Bay at home, then Miami in Miami Sunday night, and then the Eagles in Philly. So three of the four on the road, and I'd said that if they didn't win against the Jets, that they had a very real chance of losing seven straight games. And guess what? They lost. So here's this is this is gonna sound like a pessimistic take, but it's not. But honestly, you have to objectively look at this thing. Playoffs this season would require a minor miracle. That's just the reality. But listen, that's okay because what we saw from Kenny Pickett yesterday gives hope that in the long term. This team will have a franchise quarterback to lead it. And whenever you have a franchise quarterback, playoffs, championships, all those things are a possibility every year. So this might be a season with a lot of downs, spiced up by some wins, some highlights here and there. But to think that they're going to compete for a championship, it would require some significant jumps in growth. And I'm just saying be cautious about expecting that to happen because when you look at all the evidence in front of you from this team, it doesn't look good. So let's look at the game. We'll get to the Kenny Pickett piece here soon. But Mitch Trubisky, again, was just very... (sighs) What word can I use here? Uninspiring, average to below average. He is what he is. I felt like the running game, there were some nice plays in the running game. The the offensive line, kudos to the offensive line. I felt like they were opening opening up holes in the run game. 
You saw that evidence by the carries from Najee Harris, who had a decent game, but they got away from him in the second half. Jalen Warren had a few nice carries. They are there. There's potential there with both of them. I'm not saying that they're playing at a high level yet because they're not, but there's potential with both of them. But the offensive line is finally coming on, which is encouraging to see. Pass protection wasn't great, but it wasn't hateful either. So seen some improvements there. Pat Freyermuth continues just to play at a high level. He's only scratching the surface of what he's capable of. And if Kenny Pickett is now the starter, I think that that's going to be a connection that's going to frequently occur. So was excited to see him get involved. George Pickens went over 100 yards for the first time in his NFL career. He had several nice receptions, especially when Pickett got in there. Mitch Trubisky underthrew him on a deep ball down the sideline. If he would have led him, that could have been a home run touchdown. The other receivers, Chase Claypool, really not doing much. Kenny Pickett put a ball in his hands. It was a combat catch. That's what Chase Claypool was supposed to do is bring those balls in. He didn't, and unfortunately, he was deflected up into the air and picked off. That was Pickett's first pass. It's good to see that the rookie's not afraid to go down the field. Deontay Johnson, same thing. Trubisky, he now, in Johnson's defense, Trubisky threw it high, went off Johnson's hands, was intercepted. Then there was a, another throw from Pickett later in the game. Was scrambling. He was under pressure. It was under duress. He threw a high ball to Freyermuth, hit him in the hands, bounced out of his hands, was intercepted. That was in the fourth quarter, and that really turned the tide of the game. The Steelers were in position to win that contest, but after that turnover, the Steelers' defense couldn't hold, and the Jets went on to win 24-20. So mixed bag in terms of quality of performance. The defense, Alex Highsmith recorded a sack. Cam Sutton picked up a, an interception, as did Minka Fitzpatrick. Almost took it to the house for six points, but he was rolled that he stepped out of bounds. But the the Rundy, it's, it's the defensive line. I'm not sure if it's just age catching up with Cameron Hayward, but he seems to be having some type of injury that he's dealing with every game. You know, it's not that he's playing at a poor level, but it's just just hasn't been great. For every splash play that Larry Ogunjobi makes in the backfield, he's not making the tackle when it's presented to him at the line of scrimmage. Chris Wormley, again, not strong against the run. Just the defensive line in general did not have a good showing. And in key situations where they need to stop the running game they're just they can't get it done it's not getting done so i tj watt is not going to be the complete solution to that rush defense they've got to add talent at the defensive line and depending on how the season plays out if they have a top 10 draft pick you could see this team draft draft a defensive lineman early on because it's needed so, defense, again, underperformed. But really, the whole story from yesterday is about Kenny Pickett and what this means. And I was shocked. I'll be honest with you. I thought that they were going to ride with Trubisky into the third quarter. And then whenever I saw Pickett getting ready to go into the game, um, I almost fell on the floor. Now, if you remember, I had said Trubisky was going to get five or six games before the switch was made. I had the Tampa Bay game circled as the contest that – 
he would go in and <laughs> it happened to be two games earlier. And as soon as Pickett came in, regardless of the chanting of the fans, the Kenny chants and all that, he brought an energy and life to an offense that has been, let's be honest, bad this season. And he didn't look overwhelmed out there. He looked like he was up for the challenge. He was confident. He had poise. And outside of those interceptions, he played a decent game. Now, I want to talk about those interceptions here quickly. And I mentioned this earlier, the, the deep ball to Chase Claypool. Claypool has to catch that pass. That's a reception. That's on Claypool. That's not on Pickett. The Hail Mary at the end of the game. That's a wash. Because they call it a Hail Mary for a reason. You can't put that on Pickett. The interception that went off Freyer Muth's hands. It wasn't a great throw. It wasn't a great decision. But at the same time, it did hit Freyer Muth in the hand. So I think there's split responsibility there. A lot of people out there criticizing Pickett, saying that that was a horrible decision. I think we need to calm down on that. So people look at that stat line and see three interceptions. They're like, well, this, you know, that's not, not a great showing by Kenny Pickett. No, that's not the full story. Again, if you look at some of those throws that Pickett made in the game, especially to Pat Freyermuth, especially when he was under duress and he got absolutely crushed, that's what you can expect from this guy. We saw that in the preseason. You saw it in his first regular season action, and he didn't even prepare as the starter for the week. He had two rushing touchdowns. That Think of that element that is now afforded to this offense. In third and shorts, you can run a quarterback sneak now because you have an athletic mobile guy who's going to be able to pick that up to you. And, and oh, yeah, he's gritty, and he's not afraid of contact, so he's going to jam it up in there, something that you haven't had before. He can move around in the pocket, but the thing that I like about Pickett's game from yesterday is that he was pinpoint accurate. He hung in there in the pocket, and whatever the throw called for, he made the throw. And so here's, here's where I'm trying to offer you some solace, some peace, because this more than likely is not going to be a playoff team, and that's okay. And think about this. Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season. He's due for a losing season. It eventually happens to everyone. It happens to the greats. It happened to Bill Cower when he went 6-10. and 10. So this could be the year. If it happens, it's okay. And here's why. Because the Steelers may have found their franchise quarterback in Kenny Pickett. Now, if he goes in there and starts against Buffalo and he's the starter for the remainder of the season, he's going to gain valuable experience that is going to be needed so that he can grow and develop and be the guy next year. It's going to take time for him to develop into a player who can carry this team, who can lead this team. But along the way this year, you're going to see splashes of that. You're going to see sparks. You're going to see a little bit of it. But to think that he's going to be able to consistently do it for the rest of the year, that's probably too high of an expectation for the rookie out of Pittsburgh. But I'm convinced. I've seen enough from the preseason and his first action yesterday that he has what it takes to be a starting caliber franchise quarterback. And guess what? He happens to play for your Pittsburgh Steelers. And think of all the pieces that are around him. You've got a young running back in Najee Harris, and now you have a nice compliment with Jalen Warren. You've got a nice young receiver in George Pickens who's going to grow and develop. 
You've got a great tight end and Pat Freiermuth. You have an offensive line that's young that's finally coming together. And so take heart to know that the pieces are there for this team to grow and possibly next year contend, compete for the AFC North, the playoffs, and who knows from there. But this much is certain, this much is true. This is now Kenny Pickett's team, and it's going to be one fun ride for the remainder of the season, even if they don't make the playoffs, because we get to watch a franchise quarterback in the making. And studyins, 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 studyins. My gratitude to Yins, Yins, beautiful studyins. I hope you have a phenomenal meek, meek, phenomenal week. Get after it. Let's do it. Can't wait for football on Sunday against the Bills. Don't forget to check out the podcast that I do with Jim. It's linked in the show notes. Don't forget to the Still Studies now on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to daily updates to your feed. And remember, despite the loss, life is beautiful in the black and gold. Peace, everyone. Make it a great day.